0: Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description.
1: Morning, Adam. How are you?
0: Morning, Kyle. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat again. Really appreciate it. Is it is yeah, no, there, of course. Is it all right if uh, we jump in? Yeah, sure. Cool. So first question I want to ask you is why do you think so many people seem to dislike their jobs?
1: Well, I think the reason so many people uh, seem very dissatisfied at work or dislike their jobs is because they didn't really realize what was coming next in life. Uh, I graduated college about 10 years ago, and it only took a few years in corporate America for me to start to notice that a lot of my coworkers were very unhappy. Uh, They really just, they weren't satisfied with what they were doing every day. They seemed very, you know, almost miserable most of the time. And they would say things to me such as, I can't wait till Friday Uh, This week needs to be over. And I noticed these people were wishing their lives away, which I thought was really kind of odd, uh, considering that you do spend a lot of time at work. So what I started to do is I started to do research and I started to ask questions of these people and other graduates I knew. And what I came to discover was that a lot of them didn't realize what was coming next. They didn't understand how much time and energy and resources goes into your full-time job. They just basically floated through high school and college or they focused maybe on um, just academics or just getting that degree and never really did the research to figure out what type of job would would bring them some sort of, you know, satisfaction. And they ended up in jobs that they didn't really enjoy. Uh, and then there's a number of other factors that go into that too, but it basically boils back to not being prepared for those next steps in
0: life. So I was listening to a past podcast you were on. And I think, I think what one of the things you said was that um, there's expectations from parents or family around the question of what do you want To be when you grow up and you you talked about changing that conversation towards what I guess what kind of person do you want to be so do you mind expanding on that a bit more sure so. Like I said I've I've done a lot of
1: research to back up what I do um and very short very quickly what I do is I run an educational coaching company I'm also a youth speaker as well dealing with high school and college students so as I do that I I often dispense advice that is from more people than just me and what I learned you know as I was doing research I kind of said to myself I said well everybody knows that you have to get a job when you grow up and you have to work full time so If you're, if you know it's coming, how does it blindside you? That was kind of something that I was always curious about. And what I discovered was, was that a lot of people, if not everybody gets asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the problem with that question is we ask kids at a young age, what do you want to do with the rest of your life when they don't really know what the options are? Um, When you're in middle school, elementary school, or even the first few years of high school, Or even when you're in college, there are sometimes jobs and careers that you don't even know exist. Um, What I do today, I do a number of different things to generate income. Um, This idea was never presented to me. It was always one job. It was always, you know, sitting at a desk, working a nine to five. Um, And for me, you know, when you ask somebody, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're asking them to essentially, you know, it's like asking somebody, what do you want for dinner without telling them where you're ordering from? They just kind of pick something that they know or something that somebody tells them to pick, and they never really stop to think, is this something I actually want to do? Is this something that is aligned with who I want to be? So what I encourage students, especially the young high school students that I coach, I encourage them to ask themselves, what type of person do you want to become? Because when you ask yourself that question, everything changes. Because what happens now is you start to think, what type of person do I want to become? What type of impact do I want to make? For example, I'll work with a student and I will discover that they want to be the type of person who um, helps people, the type of person who moves around, is able to be very creative and very free. Um, but again, going back to helping people in their day-to-day lives, um, maybe you, know, you're, you want to become the type of person who helps people live better lives, who protects people. Whatever it may be, that's all you need to figure out is step one. Then you can start to list out all the types of careers that align with that person. And then, and this is the most important part, is doing the research to figure out what are those jobs like? What are those careers like? And is this something that I'm is going to bring me satisfaction and fulfillment? Uh, those are the two words I focus on because, <clears throat> excuse me, those are the two words I focus on because I think that there's a lot of um, content and buzz around this idea of being happy at work. I know millennials get tagged a lot with Um, They're not happy. So they switch around a lot. I don't think that's the case. And maybe we can talk about that later. But I think it's not so much about being happy, um, because that's very subjective. I do believe that the happiest times in your life have nothing to do with work. But I think that if you put a little time and effort into it, you can find a career where you come home from work most days and say, I'm satisfied, I made an impact. And I I live today on my own terms.
0: Right. So when I was Looking into some of the reasons uh, people seem to dislike their jobs, I saw an article, for instance, that listed twenty different re, uh, twenty different factors that input that they thought impacted job satisfaction. So I won't list them all, but there's stuff around how appreciated someone feels at work, what their pay is like, opportunities for advancement, how challenged they feel, whether they can be uh creative in their role. So you you touched on a few of them. Do you see um some of these being more important than others, or does it depend on the specific person?
1: I think it absolutely depends on the specific person. I think it depends on what you want out of life and really start to understand um, you know, what life is like going down different paths. Um some careers don't pay as well as others. And therefore, you have to ask yourself, are you OK with that? Because if you're OK with um, maybe living in a smaller house, driving a regular car, um, living a life where money is, you know, you have to kind of manage your money a little tighter. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that, that that's completely fine. It's, it's a perfect way to live life. Um, but you have to kind of understand that. I think sometimes people get into careers and they don't realize how little it's going to pay and then they want to live um, a different type of lifestyle and they can't do it. Uh, I think, you know, career advancement for some people, for most people is very important because when you advance in your career, you can make more of an impact. You can make more money. Um, I think some people, you know, I, I talked to people who didn't go to college and again, I'm not saying everybody has to go to college. I don't think that's the case at all, but if you're not, what's the plan? And some people simply just got into a career, um, which is fine, except there's not a lot of career advancement or maybe the pay levels off at a certain salary. And while that's OK for your, you know, for your 20s, it's too low for your 30s and certainly too low for your 40s because you start to introduce things such as buying a house and having a family. Um, so I think it's important to understand what's important to you um, and really kind of take it for there because a lot of the things you just listed are things that I don't think people take the time to think about when they, when they weigh a career. Um, You know, when they think I want to do this, they don't think about a lot of those things. They don't think about how does it tie into my life? So that's a lot of what I try to instill, you know, in my clients and when I speak to students.
0: Yeah. So I I agree with you just thinking about it in the first place is going to put you in a better position. So Yeah, I I appreciate what you do. I think it's definitely helpful for people. Something I wonder a lot is how much of um, my satisfaction with the job, with a particular job, is the actual job versus myself and maybe a tendency to complain or find things to complain about in any job. Um, And I think about how in today's world, there's millions of jobs available versus I don't know, a couple hundred years ago, you might have been limited to just being a farmer or something like that. And is, I wonder how much of um, the dissatisfaction is, is always looking for something better when, when it's possible that there's always going to be pros and cons to jobs. Have you thought about this and, and what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's definitely always going to be cons to jobs. Um, you know, I think we all know there's pros. Uh, but there's always going to be cons. You know, I wrote in my book um, that I wrote and published earlier this year, I did write something that was very, um, I thought, important to, to point out, which was no job is perfect. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have to sometimes leave because things aren't working out. So it's important, again, going back to that research phase, if you find a career you're interested in, talk to people who are currently doing it and learn the pros and the cons because then you're prepared for it. Um, you can be prepared for, me and not ever going to be prepared for everything, but you can be prepared for the highs and lows of certain industries. Um, the highs and lows of certain companies, you know, people, I've talked to people who have had certain careers and they've said, I love this career, but man, I hate this part. Um, you know, you talk to any teacher, teachers love teaching, but I think they would all come together and say there are certain parts of their job that they can't stand. Um, just something you have to be prepared for. But I think it is a mindset. Because one of the dangerous things that's going on and it's perpetuated by social media is this idea of um, perfection and this idea of they have it better than me. Um, I wrote a blog post early on early on in my career, which is still one of my favorites. And it's called Instagram is a dirty liar. And I love Instagram. I use it a lot. But the issue with Instagram, and the issue with social media is that it shows the it shows what the user wants you to see. So a user could be in a job that they hate, but if they take a couple pictures a week of the free lunch or, uh, you know, something pretty in the office, you may think, oh, that person has it better than me. Um, I remember a coworker of mine was telling me once that she was upset because she knew somebody at a rival company that they got free lunch every day. And that would be nice. I mean, nobody loves food more than me, but... I don't see how free lunch has to do with your career and the impact you're making in the person you want to become. So it is a mindset. You're absolutely correct. Going back to what you said when you started the question, um, you know, finding something to complain about. You can always find something to complain about. I can always find something to complain about even in my business. If I want to, um, I run my own coaching company and there are days where I have to do things where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this, uh, but you have to. And I think if you at a younger age, Take the time to understand the big picture, the pros and the cons of working full time and the pros and cons of just growing up. Um, It doesn't smack you in the face so hard because you know that it's coming.
0: Yeah, so I I can't disagree with you on thinking about it more uh, when you're younger is definitely helpful. But I I still wonder, um, given that there's going to be things you just or that people dislike about any job, how do you how do you make the decision between Okay, this is like this is actually a good job that that I should stay with versus having the mindset I should try to find um something better or something different. Um because yeah, like I to me it's not necessarily clear cut.
1: It's absolutely not clear cut. However, I think one of the things you have to ask yourself um you know, first and foremost, if you are going to um, ask yourself that question, make sure you're doing it at the end of, um, the week and look back on the entire week or on the entire month, because you don't want to be reactionary. You don't want to be in the middle of a project that you can't stand. Um, and your, your judgment is clouded, but really ask yourself this first question, which is, am I still learning? Um, because you you always want to be learning in any job. You always want to be learning something new. Um, You always want to be building a skill. You know, sometimes maybe you're not learning something new, but if you're doing something and you're building a skill, um, that's very important. So am I learning? Am I growing? Um, Is there opportunity for me to advance? Uh, I worked at a company that was great. It was a billion-dollar company, but I learned at some point that uh, I wasn't growing as a marketer, because there was too many people in front of me and those people were great at their jobs. Um, they were coworkers that I enjoyed very much. There was no resentment there, but they weren't going anywhere. So I had to move on to a company that was going to give me one, of not give me that's a, that's the wrong adjective was going to hire me for, you know, that type of position. So, you know, are you, are you growing? Are you learning? Um, another big thing is mental health, you know, is, is the reason you're thinking about leaving? Are you truly stressed? Is it bleeding into your life? Um, right. cause you can work a job that is annoying, but is it really that bad? Cause sometimes you can just be annoyed or you can go home and turn it off. But if you feel as if the job is, is truly impacting your mental health, and that's something you have to be honest with yourself about. You can't use that as a crutch or an ex- is excuse, but I've worked, I worked a job that I said after six months, I said, I have to leave. Uh, Because this job is is truly impacting um, my mental health. So it's really about, again, knowing where you want to go. And you don't have to specifically know, but you should have an idea of what are you working towards? What type of person do you want to be? What type of impact do you want to make? And am I moving towards that? Because you will find, I tell students this, you will find in your career that you wake up one day at a job and be like, I'm not going anywhere. Every day is the same. There's nowhere for me to go. Um, I'm very un, you know, I'm very dissatisfied. So, and again, you just simply see what's out there because it's not so much like leaving that job, but you might be ready for a new challenge. You might be ready for something new. Um, some industries, when you're in one job, there is nothing new to do until you promote, get promoted or go to a new company and take on new roles. So it really comes back to, are you learning? Are you growing and looking at you know, the past month or the past three months. And don't just look at a couple of bad days or one bad incident.
0: Do you see this? Like if you were to guess based on, on where things are trending, do you see this problem, um, getting better or worse? I would hope it would get better. I think the
1: internet is really bringing a lot of information to the forefront. Uh, I think you're also seeing, you know, as we get older, you're seeing, you know, my generation, generation before me, they grew up with parents that lived in a different world, in a world where if you worked for a company for 40 years, they were loyal to you. And I think, you know, prices of of just, you know, the price of living was less. Student loans were less. Everything was less. Uh, Everything was, you know, maybe a little easier at times. And now we're entering a world where, you know, before you know it, we're going to have kids applying for student loans where their parents just finished paying off their student loans. So maybe that's going to impact them. Maybe their parents will say, listen, you know, it took me 20 years to pay off my student loan. Be careful what you're signing up for. Yeah. Or, you know, there will be parents who have had multiple jobs, who have moved around, who have found their passion, who will be passing that along. Uh, I, I do see articles from time to time that talk about the things that I talk about, which makes me think that it is a conversation that I think we're ready to have. Um, so I think things could get a little better, but I think until we figure out a way to integrate the idea of preparing for the real world um, into the everyday lives of students, I, I think it's going to be capped on how much better it can get.
0: Right. What? Obviously, you've done this is this is a big part of your life, and you've done you know. Uh, a lot more than most people around um, job satisfaction and and this topic. But I'm curious, are there any aspects of of this that you find yourself still questioning or unsure about?
1: Um, I think, I think sometimes I struggle with, um, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I'm pretty strong, I think in my convictions but I think I'm still always doing research. I'm always talking to graduates because I learned something new. Um, I think the idea of, you know, what type of person do you want to become? You know, I understand what I'm asking, but it is a broad question. And I'm always trying to strengthen the path for students to, you know, maybe give them additional questions to figure out that answer. Uh, but it is tough. Because at the end of the day, I think it's very individualized. I think that what works for one person doesn't work for another person. And the biggest challenge is it's, it's hard to scale this type of advice. Um, you can do it to a certain point, And that's what I did when I was a youth speaker, and I still am. But the reason I started coaching is because I think it has to be very personalized. Um, so I think the one thing I may be still working on is is that kind of personal touch and helping students kind of you know find their own path uh, with kind of individualized advice?
0: Right. Uh, you you talked about how when you ask some people or students this question of what type of person they want to become, a common answer um, is that they want to help people. Uh, wondering. So when I when I look at a job like a farmer, 200 years ago, it uh, it it seemed clear as to how you were helping people. So you were you were fe- you were feeding your family. You were maybe feeding nearby families or or a village. Today you have these co- big organizations, um, complex complex jobs where um, you're probably still helping people. That's probably why the job exists: is you're enabling something in some way. But maybe there's um it's like really it feels very disconnected from the end person you're helping um curious how much of the issue you think that might be
1: yeah i think i think it's definitely an issue because sometimes like you said you're disconnected you don't see the the impact of your work right uh so again it's about understanding the job it's about understanding the career it's also understanding you i mean i i want to help people that's the type of person i want to become uh, and certain jobs are not going to do that for me. Um, you know, an office job that helps people in some distant way, even if the, even if the end result helps people. For example, I I worked briefly as a project manager uh, for a, a healthcare communications company. And yes, the, the information that got to the end user was helpful. But in my role, I didn't feel like I was making an impact at all. And that was personal. That was me. I'm sure there's people that worked that role that would disagree with what I just said. Yeah. And that's fine. But, you know, what what is it that you want? Um. So and I think that just kind of comes with time and it comes with research and, you know, students, students can figure it out. Students are capable of a lot more than they think. You just kind of have to point them in the right direction, encourage them to, you know, figure out the answer You know, the answer to a lot of their questions isn't so much out there as kind of inside them. They just kind of have to kind of have to figure it out.
0: Mm -hmm. So I know you're I know you're focused more on students, but curious what you would say to someone who's working and says they've they've gotten a couple uh, jobs that they consider dream jobs, but later found out that it, it didn't do it for them for whatever reason. And I guess this is going back to one of my earlier questions. Like when would you tell them to try to find for things to uh, appreciate within their current job versus trying to find another job that that maybe they think is their dream?
1: Well, first, I would ask them what makes it their first I would say, what what is a dream job? Right. Right. Um, Because. I love what I do, but I don't know if I'd call running this company a dream job because it's not like I had this dream my entire life.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, I guess my dream is to work in a more flexible and open environment where I'm not working a set schedule. Um. But what I would say to that person is what, what do you mean by dream job and what are you looking for and why did you think this was your dream job? And again, going back to, if you were looking for 10 things and this box checks eight eight of them, I think that's the closest you're going to get. I think if you want to work in corporate America, you're going to have to put up with the negatives because you're not going to like everybody you work with. There's going to be meetings you don't want to go to. There's going to be decisions that don't make any sense. Um, I mean, every corporate America job I've ever had, I've had to take orders from certain people who don't know what's going on. Um, and that's just the way of the world. Unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to change, but that's what I would say is if it's still checking the boxes that you set for yourself that made this your dream job, then you just kind of have to take the good with the bad because most people don't check any of their boxes. Most people go to work every day doing something that they hate, which is a terrible way to be. Um, you know, for example, like I said, my dream job is to, to run my company and my other, initiatives and projects that i work on you know at a full-time basis and be my own boss and not have to follow a schedule and when that day comes because it'll be here before i know it there will be things that i I have to do that i don't want to do i have to figure out my own taxes i have to hunt down people to pay me um you don't have to do that when you work for a company Mm -hmm. you know you're not work. you don't have to hunt somebody down for payment that's what accounting does you don't have to do your own taxes i mean that's a big thing People don't understand is that when you work for a corporation, you get your paycheck and your taxes are taken out already. You have to figure out that type You have to figure out sales tax. You have to yeah. figure out income tax. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to do those things. Um, so I think I would really tell that person to really look at the whole picture and understand, you know, why are you saying now it's no longer your dream job? Um, and I would go back to my own experience. I got a job a few years ago as a a running a marketing department for a a small mobile ad agency in New York city. And I thought this was the dream job. I thought that this was it. I had made it. Um, I was running my own department. I was working for a, an agency in New York city. They were small, but it didn't matter. It was New York city. Um, And for people who are listening to this, who are not from the Northeast, when you live in the Northeast, um, New York city is the Mecca. That's where you want to be, uh, right or wrong. Because um, there, there's good and bad about New York city, but it is where you want to be. And there I was. And a few months in, I just was like, what? This isn't, I'm miserable. Like, why am I miserable? I thought this is what I wanted. And that's when I had to do my own soul searching and realize that you'll never be satisfied. Um, When your main goal every day is simply to earn a paycheck or simply to generate income for somebody else. And that's when I realized that if I want to find satisfaction in my work, I have to be helping people on a very personal level. And that is a very personal statement because there are people that could go to work and feel like they're helping people in a lot of different ways. I mean, I worked when I worked for that huge advertising technology company in New York city, or for a few years i never felt like i was helping people but my boss would say all the time well we work for an ad agency and because of advertisements that means information is free and that means people can get life-saving information for free cuz the ads are paying for it now we could have a conversation about the, how logical that is um i think that's a bit of i think that's a bit of a stretch but some people wouldn't Some people would say we're keeping the internet free and we're keeping information flowing and we're helping people. And you know what? That's okay. That's totally fine because that's what you believe in. I don't have to necessarily agree with you. Just like you don't have to agree with me. I'm sure there's people who read my website and look at what I'm doing and think that I'm full of crap and say (laughs) to themselves, what is this guy talking about? And you know what? That's fine. Like I've had people try to argue with me and I don't really have the time for it because of how busy I am, but it kind of is what it is and it's, it's very personal. So I would tell, I always tell people um, if you're not happy, uh, you know, uh, that's right I hear a lot. I'm not happy. Like, Well, what are you looking for? Um, because I think that, you know, you can't look at a job and think that it's going to be, you're laughing all day and you're hanging out all day and it's a social hour and that there's never going to be any stress. Um, you know, this company brings me stress, um, this company brings me, you know, I, I recently we had some some financial issues and, and, you know, you can look at it and say, well, wait a minute, you wouldn't have had these issues if you had just stayed in an office. Uh, but I didn't want to do that. It was, a, you know, these issues, this stress is worth it because I'm on my way to becoming something. So I think it's really just having a mindset. But it's really about understanding that, you know, there's negative aspects to everything in life. Um, that's why I, I hate the saying that people say when they say, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, it's not true because <laughs> anything worth having in life is work. I mean, anybody out there that's listening that's married. I mean, do you love your spouse? Yes. Is marriage work? Yes. <laughs> Do you love your kids? Yes. Is having kids work? Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. I hear people say this and I think it's great that they love their job and maybe they're looking at it in a different way, but I think it's very dangerous to tell kids find something you love and you'll never have to work. Well, no, it, sorry. It doesn't work like that. Um, and you can, you can go to You can find a job, you can find a career, you can enjoy it. It can bring you satisfaction. It can bring you fulfillment and you still might not love it and that's okay. Because for most people, love is a very strong emotion that is reserved for, you know, other individuals. And maybe that's the way it should be. But anything worth having in life is going to be work. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it should be.
0: I agree. Uh, What you said around social media resonated with me. And I think most people would agree that it can be toxic and that you, well, people tend to highlight their best times on social media. And it it creates this, this, uh, feeling of comparing yourself to others. Aside from the advice of maybe (laughs) not spending as much time on social media, what, what other advice might you give around avoiding that mentality? And sometimes it feels like it's unconscious and, 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 and yeah, out of your control, but how do you avoid getting into that mindset of comparing yourself to others?
1: I think it's very difficult, and I think the first thing that people have to understand, and this is a lot of this is advice is for more than just students, um, because I'm I used to be a mark, I still am in a lot of ways a marketing professional. Um my educational company is my first my first love, my first joy. Um, but I have marketing experience. I do it from time to time um on, on a freelance basis. I like to work with entrepreneurs and other speakers. So I, I'm in tune to the social media world because I have to be. And the first thing you have to understand is that these apps are designed to keep you hooked. Um I don't like using the word addiction because I think that people who are addicted um to things like drugs and alcohol have a very very serious problem and I don't like to belittle that by using that word to describe social media uh, But I don't know what other word to use mm-hmm. So I would say that it's important to understand that these social media apps want you to be addicted They want you to turn on notifications They want you to spend time in the app because they want to be able to show their investors their stakeholders and for people who may not understand what those terms are necessarily um if you're not in the business world those are the people that give money to these social media companies so they can keep running um so when they go to investors shareholders advertisers they want to show this is how many people we have this is how engaged they are in other words it's how much time they spend on our app so they want you to be on the app they want you to live in the app that's why you can do anything on facebook now you can log on to most platforms through facebook you can shop on Facebook, you can host events on Facebook, you can call people through Facebook, you can message people through Facebook. I mean, I think it's hilarious that Facebook is trying so desperately to replace text messaging. I mean, it's and, and I don't know if you can call people through Facebook yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um, so it's important to understand that these social media sites want you to be addicted. They want to weave themselves into your life. So a few tips that I give is, first and foremost, you know, you don't need to have every social media app on your phone. Um, I don't have Twitter on my phone. I don't have Facebook on my phone. Um, I have Instagram because I do enjoy Instagram and I have LinkedIn and I really kind of put LinkedIn in a different category. We could talk about that later. Um, but the big three really seem to be Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, because those are the ones that are kind of the most vi- visceral, um, You know, Snapchat, okay, Pinterest is a different ballgame, but those three can be really um, toxic. And what I try to tell people is, you know, don't have it on the front screen of your phone. Don't have it on your phone if you don't need it. Um, If you want to, like I have, hide it in another folder. But it really just comes back to having the mindset of, um, you know, if you're watching television, put your phone in the other room. So you can, if somebody calls you, that's the great thing now, right? Nobody calls each other anymore. So if there's an emergency, they're going to call you and you know to get up and get your phone. But otherwise, put it in the other room, turn off all notifications except phone calls and text messages. Um, There's no reason to know that somebody friend requested you on Facebook immediately. And like I said, if you're having dinner, put it in another room. If you're, if you're watching TV, put it in another room. If you're charging it, put it in another room. Um, there's a lot of people who will tell you, don't bring it into the bedroom, get yourself a, uh, a manual alarm clock. I haven't done that yet, but that's probably another great piece of advice. Um, and the second part of it is when you are on social media, you have to have the mindset of what I'm seeing is only a small part of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, when somebody goes on vacation, that's great, but you don't know what the rest of their life is. You also, and this is something that was pointed out to me recently, when you see somebody doing things that you feel like you can't afford, you have to ask yourself, well, why can't you afford it? And, for example, like I saw somebody go on vacation and I said to my wife, I said, we can't afford that. And she said, well, yeah, because we're not going to put that on a credit card because that's bad practice. She goes, and they probably put that on a credit card. Um, so, again, it's, you, know, you have to ask yourself, well, those person putting it on a credit card, are they racking up debt? Um, are they hurting their financial future just to take some pictures and put it on Instagram? Uh, you know, there's a, there's somebody I follow on Instagram and this individual, uh, I know this person in real life. And when they put pictures on Instagram, it's, it's not that person. I mean, I don't <laughs> know what I'm looking at. Um, they look, they look completely different. And I just look at it and I look all the, I look at all the likes and the comments and I'm like, but this isn't real. Um, and I have to detach myself and I have to realize that that individual Feels that they have to spend a large amount of time uh altering the way they look the way they present themselves to the world uh which i think is kind of sad um because for me very rarely will i do something over uh if i don't think i look good Uh, i've kind of accepted the fact that i look the way i look and i'm okay with that um and you have to be focused on your own path um You know, I, I say all the time that I could shut all this down and I could get a job that makes six figures and I could play the corporate game and I could probably be making, you know, $250,000 a year when it's all said and done, 20, 30 years from now. I could have a very lucrative career in a number of things because of just what I know and what I've learned, but that's not what I want. So I'm sacrificing a little bit now, uh, for, for more happiness and more satisfaction down the line. So, I mean, when it comes to social media, you just have to understand that you're really looking at, um, a very small part of somebody's life. Uh, and you also have to understand that social media has given everybody, um, an equal platform an equal voice. And that's very dangerous because for example, I think we could agree that there are some things about job satisfaction that I probably know more about than the average person. Um, I think after this conversation, everybody does <laughs> agree. I know a few more things. Not an expert, but I'm getting there. And I have the same type of Facebook voice that somebody who has never, ever thought about this topic before has. So if I put up a post and I say, I believe students need to do this. Most people who know me, who don't know me, like if I say most most students need to do this. And then somebody who's never, never thought about this topic before and it just has a random idea that has nothing to back, back it up with says, no, I think students should do this. If you don't know us, we look like we're even, right? We look like we have, like we should, like our opinion should be taken with the same weight. And they mm-hmm. absolutely shouldn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that's why you should always avoid the comment section in anything. Because the worst type of people, and I'm not talking about people who comment, great job. Or comment, oh, this looks amazing. Or, you know, sends positive comments. Or has intelligent conversations. Um but the majority of comments out there are just to create an issue, to create a problem, um, are, are incredibly toxic. And they say things that are just flat out not true. I see it all the time. I see people comment on politics that, you know, this is not true. You're lying. <laughs> and I don't I don't care what side of the fence you sit on. I just want you to be truthful about it. And most people aren't, unfortunately. Um, so you really have to understand that social media really isn't really shouldn't be a part of your day-to-day life, Um, you know, get out there, meet real people, have real conversations, you know, read articles from websites that um, didn't just pop up in the last couple of years, you know, reputable news sites, Um, read articles. And when you're reading articles, challenge yourself to find out, you know, where are they getting this information from? Why are they saying this? Um, Don't just read, you know, don't find a website that agrees with everything you agree with and then only read that because you're not really learning. You're just kind of staying in a a safe space, so to speak. So that's my very roundabout way to answer your (laughs) question. Social media is something that it it, it keeps growing on my side and my company. It's not something I thought, you know, I started this a few years ago. I didn't really think about it too much. And now all of a sudden it's a topic that is a cornerstone of what I have to talk about.
0: Yeah, Um, I, I find it interesting how regardless of what topic uh because this podcast is is meant to range a, a bunch of different topics um but i find that social media tends to be a recurring theme and i wonder i wonder what that means about it
1: yeah I, I think because i think it's it's been it's in our dna it's it's a part of who we are now i think that you know if you want to start a business you have to have social channels Um, if you want to, you know, now if you have an event, you make a Facebook event, um, a lot of times, I mean, how many times do we see something that, you know, politics or sports, it's, it's, this person tweeted something. That's where breaking news is coming from. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of, you know, and it's also a matter of something that grew so fast and had so many unintended, uh, consequences. I mean, social media was supposed to bring us all together and it hasn't done that. Just I mean it hasn't. Um and if it has, it's brought us together in a very negative way. Right.
0: Um going going back to the topic of um thinking about uh whether or not to try to appreciate your current job more or, or find a new one. Um and the reason I keep asking is it's it's the topic that I guess is still most I'm I'm most unsure about. Um and i'm trying to find ways to think about it better uh wondering if you think maybe the number of different jobs you've tried could be an indication so what i mean by that is if i've tried x number of different jobs 5 new jobs or 10 new jobs and i've found myself dissatisfied with all of them it, maybe is that an indication that it's it's more of a mindset issue as opposed to the job um Curious, your thoughts on that. I think it's
1: it's more of how many times have you said to yourself, if I just had this in a job, I'd be happy. Right. Uh, for me, I, like I said, I started out in marketing and I worked for a small company. And I said, if I just worked for a better company, I'd be happy. And then I worked for a better company and I wasn't happy. <laughs> and then I said, if I just worked in New York City, I'd be happy. And then I worked in New York City and I wasn't happy. And then I said, if I just got a better job in New York City and so on and so forth. And I kept moving the goalposts on myself until I realized that what you're looking for is bigger than just a job. You know, for for me personally, I needed to help people. And what I discovered after that was I needed to help people in a very specific way. And I needed to have full control over that. So I would say... You know, how many times have you moved the goalposts on yourself? Right. Um. Because it may be that you may realize that whatever industry you're in is not the industry for you. You know, there's people who, you might be in an industry for a few years, and you may keep switching jobs because you're saying, if I was just learning this, if I was just doing that, if I just had this salary, um, you know, I, then I would be happy. And if if you keep getting what you're, you you keep getting what you're looking for, and you're still not happy, then you then it's time to kind of change course. Um, But kind of going, so that's kind of one way to look at it. You might just be in the wrong industry. Yeah. The other way to look at it is that it's also, like I said, if you feel like you are in the right industry, but you can't find satisfaction, I think you need to look at, you know, what is your checklist? What, what are you looking for? Um, you know, if, if you keep leaving jobs where you're learning and you're growing and you have great coworkers, you know, what is the common denominator? And I think you'll find that you may find that, Oh, I, I keep leaving jobs because, um, you know, I'm frustrated with my boss's boss, for example, and that's something you'll never be able to change. So I don't know how much of an indicator that should be, or maybe you keep switching jobs because you feel like you're not, you're never making enough money. Well, every time you make more money, do you take on more expenses? Because that's what people do. That's what I do. I've done it plenty of times. I mean, I'm far from perfect, um, you know, a lot of people make $10,000 more and then buy something. And all of a sudden that extra $500 a month is going towards, you know, a car and whatever. Um, and now you're, you're basically back at square one. So I think it's about being clear about what you want, but also it's about being really clear because I always thought if I, I want to be in marketing and what I realized is that it's not so much that I want to be in marketing. It's that I want to help people and tell us and tell stories and, I realized that one of my non-negotiables was I can't work in an office environment where um, it doesn't matter what I do as long as I sit at a desk for eight hours. Um, I can't, you know, work, just work at any company and just say, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm growing and I'm making money. So that's all that matters. So I think it's about kind of understanding what you're looking for, but being really honest, because like I said, I woke up one day, I had everything I thought I wanted, and I realized that it wasn't anything that I wanted. Um, because I was pushing these feelings of what I really wanted down and down because society was kind of telling me, you have to do this, you have to do that. And as soon as you realize that um, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing, and then everything changes.
0: And how how do you, what's your advice on, what would be your advice on coming to that realization that you don't have to do what other people are doing? Because uh, another article I said was exactly this. It said they thought the main reason so many people dislike their jobs was that people tend to make career choices around impressing or satisfying others uh, as opposed to doing it for themselves so what what's your advice around around that
1: i would say that you have to live your life every day um you you know there's a lot of moments where you're just with yourself uh when you wake up in the morning um there's nobody to impress so you have to get ready for work. You have to look in the mirror and know what your day is about going to be about. Um, so if you take a job simply to impress other people, that's fleeting. Because sure, um, you know once or twice a month you go to a party and for 10 minutes you get to talk about how you're the vice president of this company. But once that party ends, you have to go back to a job that you hate um, or a job that you don't like. And trying to impress other people is fleeting because most of the time the people you impress, you want to impress... Most of the time, they're going out of their way not to be impressed by you, uh, because they don't want you to do better. I mean, if you think about it, right? Because you don't really ever try to impress the people you care about. You try to impress the people you don't like. Yeah. Um, you wanna you wanna show off, and they're never gonna accept that you've that you're better
0: than them. They're always gonna find fault in that. That's such an so, it's it's an odd thing that we want to impress people that we don't care about or aren't close with. Yet we don't feel that need necessarily. And it might it might vary on a case to case basis. Some people might really want it, the approval of their parents or or something like that. But I do find that point interesting that you make.
1: And it's true because we we want to impress people. I mean, we want to go to you know school reunions and and happy hours, and and when we see people, we want to. A lot of times, we want to be able to say, "This is what I'm doing, and this is what I've done," and. If you truly enjoy it, like I do, you know like i when I tell people what I do that I'm a published author that I'm a youth speaker, I'm not trying to impress anybody, I do it because it's something I love to do, and I also hope that I could motivate people to to follow their own path like I did, um that more people will wake up one day and say, "I got to do something different now uh and that's why I do it, but there's a lot of people who do it simply so they can say, "You know, oh, I got a promotion, but that's fleeting because you can. You can get a promotion, you can put it on Facebook, you can get 100 likes, and a bunch of people say congratulations on LinkedIn, but a week later, that's gone, and you're back in that job that isn't doing anything for you, and you're not looking forward to it, and it's bringing you stress, and you have nothing to look forward to. Uh, So, you know, I would say impressing other people is is very overrated. Um, I would say impress yourself, you know? I mean, it sounds a little cocky, but... Uh, I mean, a lot of times when I, when I, when I'm planning my next week and I look at what I accomplished this week, I usually impress myself I usually say, wow, you did a lot this week and it made an impact. You did a number of things. You worked really hard. You worked a lot of hours, you know, and I impressed myself and that's all, that's all I really want to do. Um, you know, is impress myself. And I think I've noticed that when people realize that you don't care what they think, man, they get angry. They really want, they really want you to care what they think. Um, you know, I've gotten advice and I'm just like, all right, I I don't follow that. And they just like, well, wait a minute. I said that to to aggravate you. You're not aggravated. Ugh. You're not annoyed. And it's like, no, because, you know, I mean, and the other thing with, with advice and impressing people is like, if you've never done it, I don't want your advice on it. Like if you've never, like I wrote a book, like if you've never published a book and I'm not saying that like because I'm a published author, I'm so amazing. Like, no, like there's a ton of people who are published authors, but like, if you've never published a book, I don't really want to hear your advice on how to publish a book. (laughs) Just like, you know, just like if you're, you know, if you work, you know, and if you're an account executive, I don't think you should be taking my advice on how to deal with your accounts because I've never been an account executive. Yeah. You know, like if you're, you know, if you're a landscaper, if you're an electrician, like, you know, it's like me looking over the electrician's shoulder and saying, I think you should do it this way. Like, no, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, leave it up to, you know, the people who know what they're talking about. So, I mean, that that's that's basically what I would say on that point.
0: Thanks. Anything you would want to say in closing to sort of wrap up what we've talked about? Sure.
1: Um, I would, you know, I would just say to, to any student that might be listening, um, you know, be prepared for what's coming next because the real world can be an amazing time in your life. It can be in a time where you follow your passions, build a career, create a family and really leave a, a lasting impact on the world around you. But a lot of people don't get to do that because they didn't take the time out to research their next steps and plan out the, you know, plan out their next steps, plan out their path. So create a mindset for yourself to understand that you should know what's coming next in life. You should be as prepared as possible and really figure out what's going to bring you satisfaction and fulfillment. And for parents out there, I would suggest to understand that the world is changing. There are a lot of jobs out there that may sound unique. They may sound like they can't possibly pay a lot of money, uh, but they can. And it's not so much about money. It's about being prepared. It's about, again, satisfaction, fulfillment, and really having a mindset and if you can support your child and supporting them and having a mindset and when they come to you saying this is what I want to do, even if it scares you, instead of saying that won't support you, that won't make you any money, fire back with what's the plan force your child to create a plan because if they can create a plan on how they're going to do their, how they're going to get there, how they're going to support their family, how they're going to support themselves. That's really what matters. Um, and that's what we do at my company. Like I said, everyone to the next step, we do high school and coaching. And um, I'm more than happy to kind of throw my website and email into the show notes. And if what I've said today interests you um, on any level, I'm happy to hop on the phone for a free intro call and, and we can talk about our coaching services. But again, I think I, I made my, my main points, And I hope that, you know, this really kind of wakes some people up, whether it's a student that doesn't know what their next step is, or if it's an adult that is really unhappy. Um, it's never too late to start to explore other options.
0: Well, I'll definitely put that in the episode description. Thanks again, Kyle, for the time. Really appreciate it, especially uh, on an early Saturday morning. So thank you so much.
1: Of course. Thank you, Adam.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.